Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back. Today's topic is something of so much importance and really dominates discussion in today's world. Dimple and I are going to talk about anxiety. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably aware of the word anxiety, and you might even be aware of some of the signs and symptoms of anxiety in yourself and in your children. Now, this topic, when Dimple and I were talking about putting it together, we realized how much information there is. There is information to help navigate anxiety for young children. There's information on how to navigate anxiety for teenagers and for yourselves as parents. And there's also a lot of information on where anxiety comes from and what it looks like and shows up as. So we've decided to break this particular topic into four segments. And our first segment is going to be on looking at where anxiety really comes from, our evolutionary practices, and how it shows up, how it shows up both physically, emotionally, and behaviorally as well. It's such an important topic. And I think the teacher and both of us wanted to just provide so much information as if it was a lecture. And so I think this four-part series series is going to be very helpful. And yeah, today's episode will focus on the young child, right? So from a baby to say about 10 years old and bringing in the elements of yes, what it looks like and what's, what could be causing it and where it comes from as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to explain the mechanics of anxiety um, in this episode. And then on the second part, we're going to give you the tips on how to manage anxiety in your young child. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is here, and what you really said here, Dimple, is the word manage, right? And I think that that is so key here, manage, navigate, because we're not saying to completely get rid of anxiety. I mean, that's just not going to happen. And it's not healthy, right? Anxiety has a place in our bodies, right? And it has a place in our bodies because it's actually there to protect us, right? And the evolutionary reasons for having anxiety are worthwhile to know, right? So, mm. um, you know, when we were cavemen, for example, and we were faced with a tiger, there were responses that we had to make, decisions that we had to make. 
And anxiety is what helped us to make the right decision so we don't get eaten, right? So Mm -hmm. either we're going to flee a situation or we're going to fight the situation or we're going to freeze up in the situation, right? And that evolutionary practice has evolved, right? And a lot of the times what happens now is that Yes, we can look at anxiety in a way that is protective, right? And showing us what to look out for. But sometimes what happens is that a lot of the situations that we think we are fearful of are not really fearful. And our body's mechanism is wired as such to look for this fear, Definitely. I mean, we have this defense mechanism in place to keep us alive and we are reacting to cues from our environment for the rest of our lives, right? This is what's keeping us alive and keeping us healthy. So we do need to have this defense mechanism in place. And I just want to give a little bit of anatomy here. I mean, we have because it's easy to understand once you understand the anatomy. I mean, we have two branches to our autonomic nervous system. And so the autonomic nervous system, this is the things that run our body and we're not really aware. So for example, our breathing, our digestion, right? And so the two branches are the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system, that is what gets activated when there's a threat. And that's what you were saying, Shaista, is it puts our body into this fight or flight or freeze state, right? And that's when your body's just in this high alert, So what actually happens when your body's in high alert? Because there's a lot of people walking around with their bodies in high alert all the time. And what does that mean? That means there's a constant release of stress hormones that are going through their bloodstream at all times. And that means that their digestion is turned off to to save energy or is compromised, I would say, to save energy right? Thoughts speed up, uh, breathing gets faster, right? So heart starts racing. And what's happening is the blood rushes to your large muscles. So your legs, your arms to prepare for this fight or flight. And it actually leaves the forebrain. The blood actually leaves the prefrontal cortex, right? So that's putting a person in a compromised state of thinking, right? And um, you are able to think fast, but not make executive decisions, right? And in young kids, their prefrontal cortex is not even developed yet. So when they're in a state of fight, flight, or freeze, they're very compromised and on how they're showing up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, like the prefrontal cortex, do you know exactly when it gets fully developed? It's act, you know, I didn't realize this, but it's in your twenties yeah. <laughs> when the prefrontal yeah. cortex is fully developed. Um, you just think of like, I just remember, you know, when you're a teenager, you just think you know it all, <laughs> right? But 
<laughs> your prefrontal cortex isn't even developed. But you know, I mean, okay. I love, I love what you're talking about with the anatomy here, because I think that's really important to take note. And I also really like to share this with with the, the youngest kids, right? And I work with a lot of kids who are really young, right? So zero to 10 years of age. And um, I often tell the three, four, five, six-year-olds about these two parts of the brain, right? So you have the thinking part and the feeling part and how you have to be able to calm the amygdala down. I call it... Um, I call it Amiga and Amiga has to be calmed down. And it's like, um, like a, like a Phoenix kind of, right? Like it's always on high alert and Fronty is the owl part of your brain. So Fronty can be wise and um, think and make decisions. Right. So I think it's really, really important for kids to know this and that it's actually part of their brains. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, that's amazing. I actually love that, the, the owl wisdom there, but uh, I feel like it's very important for parents to understand as well, their own nervous systems and how their child nervous system works and why their child is being a certain way. And, and the, the problem that's happening right now is that we are in a situation where our body perceives that there are many threats. So our body is constantly on high alert. And it's very important in this day and age for us to evolve and to become aware of these evolutionary patterns that we're still carrying. In fact, it's actually our responsibility to evolve these patterns because we are in a day and age where there are so many things that can be perceived as threats. And the key takeaway I want parents to understand here is that when your child's body is in a state of high alert and they are not operating from their parasympathetic nervous system, they are not considered to be in a healing state at that time. And that's really important because the healing state is, it's often called the rest and digest state or the safe and social state, right? So you're able to digest your food without compromise. You're able to feel uh, safe and you want to connect to other humans when you feel safe and social. I mean, we're actually wired, right? To connect, to console, uh, to empower each other. We're actually wired for connection. So it's really important to understand that if we stay in this high alert state all the time, our healing is very compromised. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many uh, threats that we're faced with. And if do you wanna go into them maybe, Shaista? Yeah. So like, I mean, just think about it right now, right? Like the, the timing of when we're recording this podcast, we're in the middle of the third wave, right? And even though we've come to the, um, the point where people are getting vaccinated and we know more about uh, COVID-19, there's still so many unknown threats, right? There's so many unknowns out there. And I feel like that is a really, really big component to look at because 
it will evoke a sense of anxiety within you, right? And just not knowing, and we've been faced with so much of this, right? This not knowing creates this internal subconscious dialogue within us, right? And when we're not aware of it because it is subconscious, we will experience these physical states of anxiety and we're on this high alert, as you mentioned, right? And then we have a blockage to whatever it is that we want to pursue, right? Or wherever it is that we want to go. So I think looking at what's happening in the world today, right? And looking at this concept of the unknown is extremely useful just to take note of because then we are able to bring it into awareness and into consciousness. Absolutely. The state of the unknown is, it's a big reason why kids have many fears, right? And they have a lot of um, what if scenarios that pop up for them. But I just want to give a, a little bit of a list of some of the things that can bring on anxiety for for your child. And so it's really anything that they perceive as stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's, from what I've seen so far with a lot of the kids is it really breaks down to three into three different parts, right? So it is something that they see as stressful, but they see it as stressful because it is, and we talked about the unknown. It's also because of a fear of um, judgment. So the way that others are perceiving them. And it's also a fear or it's based upon their own self-concept, right? So their own perceived abilities, such as um, their performance in specific academic tasks or in athletics. So it really comes down to those three, right? So a lot of the social anxiety that I'm seeing so far is really based upon this idea that um, they're going to be judged, right? Or when you take a look at kids right now who are not in school and who will be going to school in the fall, that their relationships aren't, their friendships and relationships aren't going to be what it was pre-pandemic, right? So not having that consistency, not having that connection, not having the comfort in themselves, knowing that they're going to be liked just the way that they are. Yes, it's it is it's a big fear for for children and and because of the pandemic we're at home, right? So even stressful environments at home can cause anxiety in in a young child. So if they are constantly around caregivers who are arguing or raising their voices or who yell a lot, it will put a child into a state of high alert. And even at home, things like electromagnetic fields, right? That could cause anxiety in a child and even cause insomnia. It could even cause trouble sleeping in a child, right? And there are so many so many things that we can do to protect the child when they're at home. And so even just 
getting things to, to keep your child protected from electromagnetic fields. And that's a totally different topic. But also when kids are constantly being told to live out of their true nature. So if they're the child that keeps, who enjoys movement or who needs to bounce around a lot, but they're constantly being told to sit down or being put into a box that doesn't suit their innate natural movement, that can also cause anxiety in a child. Yeah. And I see this so much, so much in the school system where there's so many kids who are overstimulated, right? And we often think that um, we want to put a diagnosis on them for ADHD or hyperness or whatever the case may be, but really they're overstimulated and Mm -hmm. it shows up as a physical sign of anxiety, right? And there are ways that we can manage that in the school system, but for parents, it's really important to note that that could be a reason as to why your child is experiencing physical signs of anxiety. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that overstimulation can even show up when they eat certain foods, right? Or, or if they take some supplement or eat something that throws their body out of balance, or if they are overly toxic. So ingesting a lot of toxins that, um, that can also cause anxiety in the body. It can open a whole gateway for viruses and pathogens to enter into the body. And, uh, a lot of times we see children who have had an overuse of antibiotics. They sometimes have anxiety because they need some gut healing. And I know it's important to bring some awareness to that, right? Because sometimes there is this overuse uh, when it's not always necessary to go that route, Mm -hmm. right? And the reason this is important is because of the microbiome and the, and the gut, the gut, the health of the gut. And a lot of people don't really understand that a child's mental health can be directly related to their gut and their gut health, right? And 90% of our immune system lives in our gut. And a lot of people don't really understand what the gut is, but it's the group of organs and the pathway that goes from your mouth to your anus. So it includes your colon, your intestines, your esophagus, your liver, your pancreas, all of that. And so it's really important to notice if your child has some digestive issues along with their anxiety. Yeah, exactly. And that just reminds me of this one uh, student I had in my classroom who missed a hundred days of school and the I guess it was over a hundred, but she missed these, her, her time at school because she was complaining of a lot of tummy aches. We, the, not we, but the doctor ruled out any type of virus or anything that would uh, give her these tummy aches, like um, being overly sensitive to certain types of food. However, what we did find was that when she had thoughts of being alone at school, her tummy aches would come up, right? And her tummy aches 
get this, would start on, <clears throat> guess what day of the week? Just guess, take a guess. Monday. Well, close, yeah, Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday night. <laughs> right? So you get, you know how we talk about these uh, Sunday scaries. So they happen for kids too, hey? Mm-hmm. And so she had this tummy ache and it lasted for such a long time. But when we were able to get into the root cause that this is a physical sign of anxiety, then we were able to treat it. And then she started coming to school. See, that is, that's a direct connection, right? And I'm not surprised that so many kids complain of stomach aches mm-hmm. when they have anxiety because the stomach and the intestines are so constant, like they're so constantly communicating, right? And they even have their own nervous system, to be honest, called the enteric nervous system. So the nerves are responding to the same stress hormones and the same neurotransmitters that the brain does. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and the brain and the gut are in constant communication. So the gut is actually the second brain, right. And both are informing each other of stresses. So we have uh, the brain and we have the second brain, which is the gut. And we also have the third brain, right. Which is the heart. So that is the emotional, right? So the emotional responses that we have either intuitively or is guiding us through this gut. And oftentimes we talked a little bit about the physical signs of anxiety. And when we're talking about this heart brain, we can really link it to the emotional signs of anxiety, right? So you might see a child who um, is very, sensitive, who may cry a lot, and who may also become very, um, I want to say the word kind of like grouchy, right? Grouchy without any kind of reason to us. It seems like there's no reason for them to act that way. But those are actual emotional signs that we have that we can see in our kids that are related to anxiety, right? And you know, there's just so much that can happen in terms of these emotions and these heart brain and, and the heart brain, right? And just knowing these signs and knowing that it's linked to anxiety is going to help us build ways in which we can manage it. Yes. And sometimes the child will appear very antisocial or shy and they're pushing away friends and family, but that's because they're not in a state of feeling safe and social, like what we had mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And you see this a lot um, with the younger kids, younger, I should, I should emphasize much younger, like preschool, like the zero to zero to two age when they start daycare. Now, of course, that there's separation and anxiety involved in that, which is absolutely normal. But what happens is that when it becomes quite excessive and they're not able to, after a period of time, note that you are coming back, that is when it becomes something we have to look at a little bit more carefully, right? So afraid of drop-offs, afraid that you're not going to be coming back, um, afraid of, you know, making a, a new next milestone, such as walking or crawling or going a bit further from mom, right? And there's lots of ways that we can 
help navigate that, which we will get to later on. Yeah, and those younger kids can also become very clingy. And they can become very whiny as well, right? Like feel like they're not being heard. And they have these, they could even act out and show these big emotions and have these tantrums and be punished with some disciplinary uh, action, but without the caregiver realizing that they're experiencing a form of anxiety. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And I think that is such a great example of this behavioral sign of anxiety, right? And the meltdowns and the tantrums, right? Those are huge signs that not all the time, right? I mean, there could be related to other things, but that there is some anxiety in there, right? But on the other hand, I've also seen a lot of kids who display uh, behaviors such as wanting approval from parents or from teachers, I'll often hear, Ms. Cabot, do you like this? Ms. Cabot, do you like this? Ms. Cabot, do you like this? Over and over and over again. Ms. Cabot, did I do a good job? And that's because they want this approval, right? They're seeking this attention. But again, that is another sign of anxiety that is behavior-based. Yes, and and sometimes kids will even go as far as to maybe hit their head against the wall, bite another kid, uh, fight with their sibling when they're really seeking some extra attention or they need an outlet for their anxiety, but they just don't know how. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And I think it's just so important to note how these um, behaviors or physical representations or emotional representations of anxiety can differ for each child, right? They're not, um, you know, a prescription that these, this is what your child is experiencing and your child has anxiety. It can look very different for, for every child, but it's important to note the long range of it and be able to see that this is, a sign of anxiety, right? And so we covered quite a bit in this this topic of anxiety. We covered where it's come from. We've covered how it represents itself both in all ways, physically, emotionally, and behaviorally in young children. And we've also talked about where it could come from. In our next episode, we're going to give you some real actionable steps that you can take with your young children to help manage this anxiety. So we will see you uh, in part two. Take care. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.